Yo, 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 what's up? This is Romeo Marquez Jr. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 10 of Superstar Success University. And I'm just super grateful and super excited to have a conversation with one of the most amazing people I know, Mrs. Ami Desai. You ready to rock this, Ami? I am. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So Ami Desai started her career with the E-Network and Hollywood.com before moving east for graduate school. She received her master's degree in broadcast journalism from Boston University. And in 2006, she worked at CNN headquarters in Atlanta and later moved back to California to join Inside Edition as a producer. She is now a host for the own show on the Oprah Winfrey Network, as well as an entrepreneur in the beauty business serving brides, models, and Hollywood talent where her work has been seen in Seventeen Magazine and major red carpet events, including the Golden Globes. So that's just a little dose of who you are and what you do. Please share with the audience a little bit more of who you are and what you do. Okay, so I like to categorize me as being a mom first. And I have a little son who's 18 months old and I'm pregnant again and expecting my baby girl in June. How exciting. So very excited about that. But on top of that, which is a huge job on its own. I run my own small business, which is a hair and makeup company. Mm -hmm. And I specialize in South Asian weddings, but not limited to that. And I love that so much. But another opportunity that recently came up was hosting a new digital show, a new online show for Oprah.com, which has just been amazing. It's been a super surreal experience, and I'm so blessed. And where where Um, are you at right now as we are talking? I, well, actually, I'm doing this interview from our set, which is at (laughs) YouTube Space LA. Hey. So, yeah, so it's really exciting. I just got done shooting, and we got some really fun, exciting segments under our belt for today. And I'm actually trying to shoot as much as I can before I go on maternity leave, which will be in a few months, so... Definitely, definitely sad to be stopping this for a while, but super excited that I'm going to be mm-hmm. meeting my little princess. So I can't wait. So a lot of people see, you know, the great successes that people accomplished, but they don't really see the journey of how they got there. I would love for yeah. people to, you know, hear about your journey on how you got from where you were to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think I always wanted to be sort of in this industry. So I, it's not that it just kind of fell onto my lap or anything like that. But it was one of those things growing up because I come from a, you know, pretty traditional South Asian family, Indian to be very specific. Mm -hmm. It was different, you know, growing up, my parents were always very like, okay, you have to do really well in school and then you have to go to a great college and then you're going to become a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer, which, you know, is very traditional for sort of my background. And I just was not really psyched about it. And I was like, you know, I don't want to do this. I want to do something in media. I want to be a little bit more creative. And so I really loved producing. Mm -hmm. And I even loved doing on-camera work, but I just, I didn't know if I had it in me to actually be on camera. So I interned at some fun places like E! Uh and at CNN. And so I really got my footing there. And then I even went to grad school and got my degree in broadcast journalism. And there... I learned so much. I mean, I learned how to edit and I learned how to really kind of hone my skill set on talking in front of the camera and talking to people and really asking sort of the right questions to get, you know, the answers that the viewers want. Mm -hmm. And so when I kind of finished that, 
I came back, I was in Boston for grad school. And so when I came back, I started working for Inside Edition, which if anybody's not familiar with it, it's a pretty long running, I'd say it's one of the longest running news magazine shows. And it's been out since the 80s. And so, you know, I was learning from some amazing veterans in the in the workplace about how to produce, how to segment produce, you know, some brilliant writers and, and just managing editors and bureau chiefs and stuff like that. So it was it was a fantastic opportunity. And I worked there for about three or four years. And in my time there, it was right after I got married that I started working there. And I remember it was, it's almost like one of those things where, you know, if you work in a small enough place, you wear different hats all the time. So just because your title is, you know, associate producer doesn't mean that you won't maybe write a segment once or twice or, you know, get a drink for someone or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And our bureau, we, we did hair and makeup there. And I really also had a passion for doing hair and makeup in addition to producing all the TV stuff. And that's when I really ventured into kind of sort of that whole realm of my life where I was like, you know what? I'm on the red carpet all the time. I see what these celebrity hair and makeup artists are using and how they're doing it. I really know how lighting works and I know what looks good on camera. And this was also the time when everything was being transferred into like HD. Uh And so people were getting a lot more involved with makeup and like what looks good on camera and translates well. So I felt like I had like the best experience ever from that. And so then I decided to start my own business. And the one thing that I was thinking was like, okay, LA is so saturated with hair and makeup artists, right? They have so many. <laughs> right. And they're amazing. It's kind of like actors, right? They're yeah. models and actors. There's a dime a dozen. Right. And they're fantastic. But it's like everyone's so good at it. So I really saw that I needed to I needed to basically come up with a good plan that mm-hmm. allowed me to target a specific niche and a specific target audience. So I, you know, it's like, look, I'm Indian and We love to throw huge, lavish weddings. Uh And so I saw a real big opportunity there, especially considering how much time and money we spend on all of that (laughs) stuff. It was just something else. But I was like, you know what? I can capitalize off this. And and it was great because for brides, I could relate to them because I was a young Indian woman who also just had recently gotten married. And, you know, so that took off and I was doing great with that and enjoying it. And then it got to the point where I was like, you know what, maybe I should be leaving my full-time job of producing to kind of focus on this. Plus, I wanted to potentially start a family with my husband, who I had been married to at that time for about four or five years. So we did a little traveling, and I was focusing on my company. And then I got pregnant, and (laughs) I had my beautiful baby boy, Rion. And when he was about six months, I got a phone call from one of my old coworkers, at Inside Edition, who's a senior producer there. And she was like, you know, my husband works for Oprah and they're kind of doing this new project where it's like a new digital show. It's going to be kind of like the view online or, you know, have quick witty interviews on topics that are relatable to the Oprah audience. Would you be interested? And I was like, oh, to like produce it? And she's like, no, no, to host it. And I was like, oh, what? (laughs) So I remember I went in for my first audition or screen test uh-huh. about 12 months ago and I was so scared I was like oh my god like there's probably <laughs> veterans that know you know that are like what is she doing up there she doesn't know how to like, be in front of the camera but for some reason they saw something in me and they really kind of took me under their wings mm-hmm. and provided me the guidance and support mm-hmm. that I needed to 
to kind of really build my skill set. So they introduced me to an amazing hosting coach and an improv teacher. And so, you know, kind of put me in these classes that were super helpful. And then in, you know, fast forward a few months in December of this last year, they kind of finalized everything and they were like, all right, you're on the show. And so it's going to be launching <laughs> in early 2014. And there you go. Here we are. It's been awesome. I think we're, we have officially been launched for, I think, almost one month. And the reception is fantastic. And people are really enjoying the content. And I could not be happier. Oh, so. Such a journey. And there's, there's sacrifices. There were things that you had to give up, like your, your job to step more into your makeup and hair business. And then that opportunity came. And it comes from relationships that you built in the past, right? D exactly. That's a, that's a huge thing. Because, you know, a lot of times people now, because obviously I'm affiliated to something like Oprah, which does have a lot of sort of pull in its own way. Mm. You know, I'm, I have a lot of people reaching out and most of them are young girls. And they're like, oh, what did you do? Like, I want to know. And I'm like, gosh, I remember myself 10 years ago when I was like asking people too, how did you start doing this? And how did you get picked? And it's like, it's exactly that. It's like, you have to build your network. You have to like meet the right people. And then a lot of it too is being at the right place at the right time, because it's not that I have an agent. I still, I don't have an agent. I don't have representation. It's that someone for some reason that I had crossed paths with at some point was like, you know, mm -hmm. this might be a potential opportunity for her so let's mm -hmm. you know so you, it's, it's almost one of those things yeah. you never know who you're going to meet and you never know when you might leave a lasting impression on that person so right, kind right. of just always be prepared every meeting could be an, a great opportunity ahead of you so totally that's something that I'm, I'm always still about learning always about building relationships and just being respectful and kind because people remember people you know exactly so true oh my god so true so true we just did a segment. I just did a segment actually on how like kindness trumps selfishness always. And it's so, it's talking about how like the top CEOs uh -huh. in the world, they talk about how they got where they are. And it's like always has something to do with being kind mm -hmm. over being greedy or being selfish. It's so true because it's one of those things of like reciprocity and, and meeting the right people and, you know, not, not doing it for the wrong reasons, obviously. So there's mm -hmm. a thin line between being kind and then just kind of like being walked all over or right, right. being kind for the sake of just trying to get things in return. But mm -hmm. genuinely being kind and knowing that, you know, hey, somewhere down the line, this may, this may be great because someone may look at me and be like, you know, you might be good for this. You know, you just never know. Yeah. So... I'm going to shift gears into success and how you got there. Uh, we talked about your okay. journey, and I yeah. believe that for every great success, there are failures, and for every failure, there are great oh, successes. Yeah. Has, there, has there been a failure or a challenge in your life that eventually became a valuable lesson or, or a turning point Absolutely. in your life? Absolutely. Oh, yes. I mean, there have been plenty, and I think it's like I, I – you know, obviously, whenever you're going through something that seems like a failure – it's really hard to kind of swallow at the time. Right. But when you look back at it, you're like, wow, that is the biggest lesson ever. And <laughs> right. it not only is a, is a huge lesson that makes you become a better person, right. I think both personally and professionally, but it also makes you grow tremendously. And I have, you know, personally, it's not only with me because there have been certain things that I've gone through, but mm -hmm. I would say what I've learned from like how success com comes from failure is really watching my parents. Mm. And and that is because, you know, they came here from India when they were really young with nothing to their name. 
And what I learned from watching them, they started small businesses and they had their, they had amazing degrees and stuff like that, but they really wanted to create an amazing life for me and my brother. And so they started really, really low end paying jobs to kind of make ends meet. And then they kind of stepped it up and, and did things like run dry cleaners and run a little restaurant or a franchise and things like that and tested out waters. And I'll tell you, watching it was amazing because they did fail. They did. They had dry cleaners that did not do well. We lost a lot of money from it. And, but it taught perseverance and like not giving up because had they not gone through that, we would not be where we are today, mm-hmm. you know? So right. it, it just kind of showed me like, you gotta you gotta make mistakes to sort of improve on yourself because if you go through life sort of not making mistakes, you don't know what it is that you needed to learn from that in the first place. Yeah. So I think really watching them make mistakes to be who they are and and sort of when I say make mistakes, it's not even a mistake. It's that they tried, yeah, right? Because right. a lot of times I think when you try things and then you don't necessarily get the outcome that you want, you think that's a failure, right? That's what right. a lot of people associate failure to. And so that's them. They failed. But in return, they taught me, like, if you want something, you put your mind to it and you go, you go for it. And you go for it because even if you're scared, you're, you're going to do it and you're going to come out of it a stronger person, a better person or in some way, an individual who has a higher understanding or of understanding of what it is that you want. It's like you need to taste what it is to, to have failed mm-hmm. to really enjoy the success that you one day will see. Yeah. One of my buddies, the way he talks about failure is F-A-I-L, finding answers in life. It's always oh, about I love that. <laughs> failing forward. I That's just, so true. <laughs> I, I just recently did a talk called Failing Your Way to the Top. You know, because oh, that's perfect. I love that. Because that is so there are things that happen to get where you are. It wasn't just like, oh, here, go ahead and be a host. It's easy. But oh, no, of you, <laughs> yeah, you had to go through an actual process. And, like it took yeah. months and months and months, right? And that's another thing, you know. I think, like, especially, you know, even our generation to an extent, but like generations below us are like, you know, they just every, everything is in in such an instantaneous. Right. Society, right? Like they want everything immediately. And it's like, well, how did you do this? Who did you talk to? And can I just get an agent and book it? It's like, yeah, sometimes that happens. And even you read it, you read those stories of like, yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. Just walking in the mall and someone found me and they were like, oh, I think you'd be great on camera or you'd be great at the mall or whatever. And, and that's great. But, you know, those sort of situations or scenarios, I think, are literally a diamond in a rough. You know, like mm-hmm. it's rare, very, very rare. Right. Most of us have to pay our dues. And really be passionate about it, you know, and like be like, all right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to try it. And then if it's meant to be, there is an extent where I believe that if it's meant to be, it will. You know, as long as you put in the sweat equity, as I like to call it, you know, you put in the sweat equity of trying to make your dreams come true, then everything else will sort of fall in place. And it may not be at the exact time that you want, you know. I thought before I had a kid, I was like, oh, okay, great. Now I'm I'm pregnant. And so that's it. My life is going to be kind of done. Like. (laughs) I'm a mom now and that's it. And that I that was so far from the truth because I am now post baby and even pregnant again and sort of living out my dreams more yes. more today than I think I I was five years ago. 
Yeah, so you, you, know? you really represent like possibilities, especially for the mommies out there and the mothers and the aspiring entrepreneurs that are women because it's hard to, you know, juggle all that. And that moves on to my next question. And yeah. so like as a host, entrepreneur, a wife, a mother, what do you do to create balance in your life? To really, to really balance my life, I feel like prioritizing it is huge. That's the number one thing you have to do. You have to really prioritize. And I'm a firm believer in the whole idea that the busier you are, the more efficient you become. And so, but in order to be efficient, you have to really sort of prioritize what is important. And for me now, my family is always going to be number one at the list. That's always going to trump anything else I have to do. But, but it's about what makes me happy and what makes me whole. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm happy and I feel whole and I feel fulfilled, then I know I can give my 150% to my family. And I know that that's going to make the people around me. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of give off that positive energy and that positive vibe to them. So mm -hmm. if I'm working, and even if I haven't reached that, right, because I think everybody's still continuously every day working on themselves to improve and reach their goals. But if I feel like I'm, I'm fulfilling that in whichever way I can for that day or for that present moment, mm -hmm. then I actually can be that for my kids and for friends and family. And, and so it really is about prioritizing just like, okay, right now being a mom, like I said, is, is number one for me, but also taking this hosting, hosting job with Oprah.com is so huge. Like doing this own show is amazing. And it's something that I want to make sure that I have the opportunity to do this. And I really want to just take advantage of that and just really relish the moment that I'm in and mm -hmm. also still continue to, to build my makeup business, yeah. you know, so it's, it's about finding the time <laughs> can be difficult, but it's kind of just like putting your head down and doing it, you know? Yeah. 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 It just sounds but like also uh -huh. taking, taking time for yourself. You got to always take time for yourself. Cause if you don't, then you'll just go crazy. Taking care of yourself. Like that's huge. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that. I forget right. that sometimes. And when I do take care of myself, I'm able to provide and give and serve on a whole new level. Exactly. So what do you do to take care of you? You know, for me, it's really like, it's about having, even if it's five minutes a day, I know this sounds, and it could be one of the sort of most minor things or something that you yeah. think is so little as taking a shower. Okay. Yeah, and, 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 and people, people that have kids, they know, or even I shouldn't say kids, but small babies know that that can sometimes pose a, an obstacle. Cause it's like, Oh, wait a minute. What's baby going to do when mom's in the shower for five minutes, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things where I learned early on. I was like, you know what? I need 10 minutes a day to be able to take a shower and then just get ready. And that's it. Whatever it may be, whether it's like, putting on some makeup, doing my hair, you know, just taking an extra five minutes in the shower, whatever it is, those 10 minutes a day that I get to myself uh -huh. is really important to me. And that makes me feel good. And when I feel good, then I know I'm going to give off that. It's, it's about that whole energy that I'm giving off too to everyone else around me. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a cycle, right? What I feed, what I give off, other people are feeding off of and it's, vice versa and it gets passed on and and so I think that's a big thing for me and then also like when I have the time okay I enjoy watching you know like even if it's 30 minutes a day if it's uh -huh. one little guilty pleasure show yeah. which for me I love Chopped <laughs> that's one of the shows I love so uh -huh. I'll watch that 
or, you know, just something that is just my time. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's hard at times when you have so many responsibilities, like you're like, wait, wait, but I shouldn't be doing this because it's wrong and you feel selfish or you feel guilty about it. But the reality is that if you don't take that time for yourself, you're actually going to be hurting those that you, you know, love the most. The ones that are nearest and dearest to you, you hurt them the most because when you're not performing at your, you know, full capacity, then it shows and it, it's not going to translate well to your kids and, and your family and your friends. And I've noticed that mm-hmm. tremendously. So got to take time for yourself. Yeah, it's like five minutes, 10 minutes, because sometimes people think they need like, oh, I need the whole day for myself. And yeah, you could treat yourself for a full day, but five minutes can still do the same job. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing mentality. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, all I need to do is all day. It doesn't Uh mean you have to take a two day trip somewhere. You can just take five minutes to yourself. And whether it be to meditate or like, just sort of reflect or write in a journal, whatever it is, something that's cathartic for you. And everyone has their own thing. So it's not like what may be important to me may not be to the next person, but it's what's important to you yourself individually. Right. What do you do when you're flowing, you're feeling good, then all of a sudden a storm comes along the way and knocks you down and things get difficult. What do you do to pick yourself back up? You know, that's, that's hard. And I, and I especially feel like, as a woman, mm-hmm. like we tend to internalize things a lot. So if something happens, it's like, well, wait, why did this happen to me? Because I'm a good person and I was doing everything well. And it becomes so much more, it becomes a bigger thing, right? It becomes bigger than us. And I, and I hate to sort of pigeonhole and say that it's just women, but mm-hmm. I, see, I see a lot of women doing it to yeah. themselves. And I feel like we're part of ourselves when something goes wrong. But I think... The, the most important thing that I've learned is to sort of take a step back and be like, all right, this is a bump in the road for whatever reason, this didn't work out. And it's really about sort of calming myself down because I think like everyone else, I'm the hardest on myself, you know? So it's about taking right. a step back, understanding why it happened. If it was something that I could have fixed or done differently, learning from that, and then either trying to rectify the situation or just learning from it and being like, all right, well, next time I know what not to do mm-hmm. or what to do, and I'll apply that, you know? So it's really just accepting, mm-hmm. accepting the setback and knowing what to do the next time I'm in the situation. And I think that's a big thing. Like, it's, it's all about perspective. For re- me, it's about perspective. It really is. Like there's that, I don't know if you heard this little quick story about, about Thomas Edison, a news reporter goes up to him and says, oh, so you, you failed 10,000 times to make the light bulb. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, no, I just found 10,000 different ways not to make the light bulb. You know, right. Yeah, whole, no, that's exactly. It's so true. I love how you said it's, it's just a bump in the road. It's not the end of the road, but it's just a little bump. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, I mean, our entire lives are a huge journey, right, that we're still figuring out. So we're constantly Mm -hmm. navigating day by day through different obstacles. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely just a bump in the road. And and if you have the mentality that it's the end of the road, then, you know, again, it's all about perspective. If you're going to think that way, then, then it will be that way. You have to think positively in order to make things happen for yourself. What do you do to nurture that positive spirit? Oh, gosh. You know, I think I'm a firm believer, too, in surrounding your people, yourself around good people that you kind of thrive off of and, and that inspire you. So, like, for me, mm-hmm. being around my husband is just the biggest inspiration and 
source of positivity for me. He really is. Him and my son, and I've never felt the fire under under my my rear, <laughs> for lack of better words. I've never felt more fire and passion to do things and accomplish things than I have after becoming a mom because I just want my kids to be really proud of me, you know, and I also mm-hmm. want to set a great example for them to be like, no, this is what you need to do to make your dreams come true. You know, it's not yeah. just about being status quo. You need to really work at what you want to do because things don't always come naturally easy for everyone, right? Not everyone's right. going to be a Mozart. Not everyone's going to be a Giselle. Not everyone's going to be Barbara Walters, whatever it may be that you're interested in. But mm-hmm. you have to work to be what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Surrounding yourself with positive people is key because people feed off of other people's energy. And if, if you surround yourself in that negative energy and you ask yourself, like, why, why is everything happening around me so negative? Just yeah. notice, notice your environments that you're putting yourself in, you know? Absolutely. So thanks Absolutely. for bringing that up. So I would love for the world to hear about your new vlog, the mommy, what is it? Mommy Knows. It's Mommy Knows. Yeah, it's a fun little play on my name, which yes. is Ami. I'm going to say this. The, the blog uh, before, is... you, before you tap into that, just right now, stop what you're doing, go on the internet, yeah. and then <laughs> <laughs> go on the internet, check it out as she's talking about it. All right, go ahead. Yes, yes, and it's Mommy Knows. That's M-A-M-I-Knows.com. And you know, I came up with that um, kind of along the same time when I was starting this new Oprah job and, you know, I was in the midst of, like, being a new mom and got pregnant again and also working. And a lot of women were just kind of like, wow, you're really inspiring me to be able to work again and be fashionable when I'm pregnant. Like, you don't have to give up looking good and give up sort of who you are and your identity. And a lot of women I had run into were just kind of like of the mentality that, wait, once I'm a mom, I'm a mom. I have to wear mom jeans and I have to kind of (laughs) forego, you know, girls' nights and doing this. And it's like, you really don't. You just, you have to, again, it goes back to the whole thing of like, do what makes you happy, you know? And for me, I've always loved beauty. I've always loved fashion. And women would always ask like, well, where'd you get that dress for your, you know, maternity shoot or for this? And so I kind of started a, beauty blog, but it it really targets women and caters to women Mm -hmm. that are moms on the go who don't have that much time, but would still love to maybe if they do have a few minutes um, to sort of spruce up, you know, their makeup or whatnot. It's like, okay, when you have literally (laughs) two minutes to do something, here's what you can do, you know, instead of like, well, I don't have 15 minutes to do a full makeover, but here's this, or here's a great place to shop that is a you know, I just kind of give outfit inspiration ideas. So it's like, here's a great way to make yourself look good when a lot of times during pregnancy you don't feel your best and you're like, okay, I'm getting bigger and bigger every day, but I still want to look good. How do I do that? So, and then I also have some like great recipes on there for some food ideas. It's really fun. I, I just did a post recently on on a makeup palette that I found at Costco, which a lot of moms <laughs> tend to be at, you uh-huh. know stocking up on diapers and baby wipes and whatnot. And I was there and I found this palette and I did a little review on it and I did a little tutorial on eye makeup. And, you know, it's just great. I'm getting a lot of great reception from it and hearing back from a lot of moms that are like, oh, this is great. I'm so excited because now I can just kind of, it inspires me to to do things for myself. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times moms lose sight of themselves because they're working so hard at providing for their families. 
Yeah. So it's been super fun, and I'm so excited that, you know, people have been responding to it so well. As you know, I've, I've, I wrote the success messages, and my mission behind that is changing the world one message at a time. And so my yeah. question to you is, what is your message to the world? That is a very good <laughs> question. I would say my message to the world is really, it's about putting yourself out there every day in a positive manner. So that way, that energy that is being fed to others comes back to you the same in the same way. Because it's almost like that cause and effect, you know, right. like the domino effect where some, a perfect stranger that you see, if they're rude to you, then it, it, it creates another thing where you're like, well, that person was rude to me. I'm even mean to this person. It's just like an effect, you know, that constantly mm-hmm. goes throughout the day. And I feel like it, it's like just putting forth positivity as best as you can. And I, and I totally get that that's not practical for everyone all the time. Right. You know, there are so many trials and tribulations that everybody goes through. Mm-hmm. But it's really trying to pick yourself up and look at things holistically and just emulate as much positivity as you can and bring positivity to your life every day. And know that every day is a new day. New day means new opportunities and new challenges and new experiences to learn from. Yes. Uh, I feel like I just want to do something new right now. I feel like I know. I feel like having <laughs> I like what you said earlier. I didn't really bring this up, but the sweat equity. I, I want to get my sweat my yes, sweat on. Exactly. Right? You don't just have to go to the gym. You can do it in, in any <laughs> in any way that, that you think is gonna help you grow. Right. Put in the sweat equity however it is that you see fit. So where can people find you, social media, follow your journey, Instagram, Facebook, yes. and all well, that I have, stuff? I have the blog, mommy-knows.com, and I also have my Instagram and Twitter handle, which are the same, which is Ami Raul Desai, that's A-M-I-R-A-W-A-L-D-E-S-A-I. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram there, and Facebook. And then I have my makeup website, which is just Makeup and Hair by Ami. And then where can they watch you uh, as a host? They can watch me on Oprah.com backslash own show. So the name of the show is hashtag own show because it's a digital show. Uh Um, So it's on the new Oprah.com, which she just relaunched and is fantastic. Such an amazingly user-friendly site. So Oprah.com backslash own show. I feel like because you're working with own, you're like you're a piece of own. And I feel like I'm talking to Oprah right now. So right now you're like oh. Oprah right now to me, but you're, you're <laughs> ummy, but it's Oprah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. And, you know, we, we like, we around here like to say, you know, it's when it goes back to what you're, you're asking me, what your message is. It's like yeah. we, around here, we like to say, own it, you know, uh. own it every day. Own it, own who you are, own everything about it, about you, just own it. That's going to provoke you to put forth your best self. And this is one thing that Oprah always lives by, which is kind of really what the whole message of the show is, which I love too. Every segment we do and everything we talk about really comes back to how we can nurture ourselves to lead our best lives. Mm-hmm. You know, so it yeah. all goes back to leading your best life and putting your best foot forward. Amen to that. I just came up with an acronym as you were talking about OWN and how we were talking about newness. And so my acronym for OWN is this. It's Operating with Newness. Uh, Ooh, I love that. Uh. Look at that. You are just amazing with these acronyms. <laughs> um, any last words? 
No, thank you for having me. And thank you for, you know, wanting to include me on this podcast. It's awesome. And I love all the acronyms. I'm going to take those home with me. Own it, girl. Own it. Well, I thank you so much, Ami, for everything, for how you show up in the world as a mother, as a a wife, an entrepreneur, as a host, as just a human being. Because part of the reason why I'm interviewing you is because you really carry that positive spirit that I would love the world to know about and experience. So thank you for being you. Thank you. Thank you for having me having me. All right, Ami, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with Ami and I. I hope you received some great inspiration and insight to take your life and business to the next level. Some key points to remember, stay prepared because your next big opportunity might just be around the corner. Take leaps of faith. In fact, take huge leaps of faith. Be genuinely kind because that goes a long way. Failure isn't a bad thing. Failure is actually an opportunity for growth. Take time for yourself. Do what makes you happy. Own who you are. And finally, if you want something, put your mind to it and go for it. By going for it, even if you're scared, you're going to come out a stronger and better person. If you know a friend, a relative, or a colleague that you think may find this episode valuable, please feel free to share it with them. Also, I would love it if you can write a review for this episode as I'm trying to build up more ratings to inspire more people across the globe. And if you would like to receive free tips and tools to elevate your greatness and stay updated on future episodes, you can opt in on my website at RomeoMarquezJr.com. Go ahead and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for inspiration and motivation. You can just search my name, Romeo Marquez Jr. All right, y'all. This is Romeo signing off saying keep believing, keep loving, and continue to ignite your light with the world because the world needs you. It's time. It's time. Oh, yeah. It's time. Peace.